Have you ever thought that you have a great business idea, but you don't know, first of all, how to start or what to do about it? Have you ever uttered the following phrase? Oh, I don't have enough experience. Oh, um, yeah, I want to do this, but maybe in a couple of years. So today I'm going to be talking about things you don't learn when you start being an entrepreneur or you open your own business and you wish you knew. So let's get started, guys. One, two, three. Hola, hello, everyone. It's your host, Sabrina, and welcome to the Pretty Sure Podcast, where we'll talk about everything from travel, dating, to expat life, and everything in between. With new guests and topics each week, we'll get advice, some insights, and talk about things I'm pretty sure you've all experienced at one point or another. Sometimes all we really want to know is why, what does it mean, and am I the only one? See, I felt alone many times in my life, but I've gotten through it all by having my friends at my side. So I want you to think of me as your new best friend. We'll laugh together and maybe even overthink a little, but we'll have a damn good time at it all. So get ready guys, cause here we go. It has been a crazy couple of weeks, first with the coronavirus, and then with all of the movements happening around the world, you know, with Black Lives Matter, and everyone starting to openly talk about racism, and fights against it, and what people start believing, and just kind of confronting your own thoughts and feelings, and like a friend of mine said, unconscious bias. So it's been a couple of interesting hard weeks for some. I know there's been a lot of controversy on, oh my god, should I be posting about things? Should I just be focused on posting about these situations? Should I be amplifying voices and not, you know, talking about my business, talking about what I'm doing, whatever? And I, like, even for me, it was kind of a hard choice last week to decide whether or not to publish an episode. But all in all, after talking with a bunch of my friends and, you know, like, in these entrepreneur groups that I'm in, which I'll be talking about a bit later, I came to the conclusion that it doesn't really help anyone if you pause your business or your income earning activities because yeah okay you're gonna make a change but you're gonna be broke or you're not gonna be able to sustain yourself financially and who does that help if you can't keep helping people right so to all of you that are trying to decide whether or not to post whether or not to talk to promote whatever I would say Definitely feel free to do it, but also don't forget about all of these things happening and just kind of like find a happy medium where you can promote your things, but also talk about what's happening in the world. That's literally all you need to do and, you know, have a conversation with your audience and say, hey, this is what's happening. This is where I'm at and let them kind of get back to you and absorb things, right? Because it's crazy times we're living and it's obviously understandable. So today's topic is a very interesting one because I am actually in the middle of it and I thought it would be a very interesting topic. I'm saying interesting a lot. I'm sorry guys. (laughs) It would be a very good topic to talk about because ever since starting this journey of entrepreneurism, I've been talking to, you know, many different people, mentors, business owners that have been doing it for years, for months, maybe days, different types of entrepreneurs like I've been talking to coaches to social media coaches to holistic healers to 
sales coaches to business mentors, you know, to many different people. And I've heard a lot of opinions. I've heard a lot of advice and I've just had talks with a lot of people. So before we dive into things that I wish I'd know before starting my entrepreneur journey and probably everyone out there who is an entrepreneur would agree with me, I want to start off with a quote. I know I quote her a lot, but honestly, Oprah is kind of one of the role models out there, not only for, you know, minorities, but for women in general, because she has done so much. She has made herself a household name. She has so many successful businesses that I just feel like she has a lot of interesting things to say, and they're usually very true and resonating. So today's quote is obviously not going to be any different. It's by amazing Oprah Winfrey, and it goes as follows. Don't worry about being successful, but work toward being significant and the success will naturally follow. This is a very powerful quote. The reason why is because, you know, success can mean so many different things for people. And I actually had a very enlightening conversation with one of my recent internet friends who she's going to be on the show soon. Um, We did an episode all about stress and stuff like that. But we were talking about purpose and what it actually means to be successful for each person. And there's a really interesting, here I go again with the word, but I cannot find another word to say interesting, a really good exercise that I learned from one of my mentors, Tony Robbins and Dean Graziosi, which is um, seven levels deep. I'm not going to go about it in so much detail. I'm just going to give you kind of like an overview. If you're curious, just message me on Instagram. I'll definitely answer you um, and we can talk about it all you want. But for the purpose of this episode, I'm just going to say you have to find your reason why. And I've done multiple, you know, Instagram videos about this and I kind of preached anyone that can hear me, they have to find your why. But it's really important because we sometimes think of the superficial reasons why we do things, right? And starting a business is obviously one of those. So you might be thinking, oh, um, the reason why I'm doing what I'm doing or why I want to create my own business is because I want to be successful. And while obviously, yeah, that is a great reason, that is one of the most important ones, there has to be an underlying reason why you want to be successful if you want to actually be successful. Because I don't know about you guys, but okay, it's nice to have money, but money will not always drive you especially when times are hard or when things are not going your way or, you know, when just things are not going great, right? You're going to be thinking, oh, I mean, yeah, money's okay, but like, I don't feel like I'm making a difference. I don't feel like I'm doing X, Y, or Z. Eh, who cares? And if you have a great reason why, like maybe it's you struggled when you were a kid and now you don't want to feel like that ever again, or maybe you want to make a difference, whatever it is, it'll definitely lead you towards a better path and it will just give you more reason to wake up in the mornings and be excited about what you're doing, right? This is one of the first lessons I wish I would have known back when I was starting my business because it's, it's been an interesting journey. I haven't been at it long before you guys ask or think, oh my god, this person, what is she saying? I'm definitely not an expert. I'm just trying to pass on the little bits and pieces of knowledge that I've gathered over the past few months. So I'm going to tell you the short story, right? 
So back in November, December, I was working as an intern and job. It was really great. I loved the company. I loved what I was doing. But we were starting to have the conversation of what's going to happen after your contract finishes, right? And basically, they couldn't keep me on even if they liked what I was doing, if they loved my job, if everything, because they didn't have money to hire someone full-time other than being an intern. We all know interns, we don't get paid as much, we don't have, you know, all these things, and it costs way more for some a company to hire you full-time. So basically, we had that conversation, and they let me know, you know what, you should start looking for something else because we're not going to be able to hire you just try and let us know if you like need help. We'll definitely help you find something, but just be aware and, you know, start casting your net. Long story short, ever since they told me I started looking for a job, I started applying to every single thing I thought I would like. I was applying to jobs I was qualified for that I wasn't qualified for that kind of piqued my interest that didn't really, but I was like, this is better than nothing. This is a company that I like. This is blah, blah, blah. And funny stories. So I'm pretty sure it's happened to most of you guys leaving college or that are starting quote unquote your first job because obviously we're a generation that started working when we were younger that you know did internships here and there that it was very kind of frowned upon if you weren't doing something besides your studies. If you didn't do anything, I'm not judging. I'm just saying a lot of people are like you should definitely once you start going to college start racking up you know those working points. So anyway, I kept having these conversations with people that interviewed me and they were like, wow, we just really love you. We love your energy. You seem like you know a lot, but you're just not qualified enough. Or, oh, you just don't have like six years of experience. So we're looking for someone else. Or like, oh, you know, there was always an O or a but, whether it was for good or for bad. So some of the times it was the complete opposite and they were like, oh, you're too qualified. So you wouldn't be like, you wouldn't be happy in this job. You'd be bored. Like, we'll definitely hire you if you want, but we're just saying that your potential is going to be lost. And so I sat there, I think this was January when I came to the realization of there is actually something wrong with the whole system because how the hell are, you know, on one side people saying, oh, you're not qualified enough. And on the other people are like, oh, you're overqualified. And then in some of these companies, I actually found out later because, you know, I would message them, I would follow up and I would be like, oh, can you please tell me how it went? And they'd say, oh yeah, we, we hired someone else. They didn't have, you know, as much, uh, how do you call it? My experience, but they didn't have, you know, they didn't speak as many languages as you, but they had more experience. So after a while of getting both of these sides, I sat with myself and I said, there is actually like, I don't understand what's happening, right? How can... I mean, I have a bachelor, I have a master's, I have life experience, I, you know, I've worked with my dad for a while, for a very long time, I know how to handle business, I know how to do stuff, I have that on my resume, like, what is happening right now? And so that drove me to think, okay, maybe I can do something for myself. And when I first decided to do something for myself, I was very nervous to tell anyone, I was very nervous because, I mean, I'm 25. I come from a generation or from a background where you're not qualified enough and I'm, you can't see me, but I'm like raising my fingers to do an air quote. I'm not qualified enough to have my own business because of my age and you should wait till you're 40 or 30 or whatever. You have this amount of years of experience or contacts or whatever 
And so I used to always say that. People would ask me, what do you want in the long run? Where do you see yourself in like 5, 10, 15 years? And I would always respond the same thing. Oh, like right now I see myself, you know, working at a company, getting some experience, getting contacts, and then maybe 5 to 10 years down the road, I'll own my own thing once I'm ready. And when I sat myself down and started thinking, okay, why do you think you can't open your own thing? Why do you think you can't be your own boss? It literally came down to, I don't feel prepared because I don't have experience. And so I only went through with having my own business because I actually had a client beforehand tell me, hey, um, can you do some copywriting for us? We'll pay you, we'll do this. Like you just have to register as a company, like a, an entrepreneur. Honestly, I can tell you guys, if that wouldn't have happened, I probably wouldn't have taken the step this early in the game. I would have waited for a while. And now looking back at it, it's really dumb because once you get into the entrepreneur world, something very interesting happens. And here I go again with interesting, but it is true. So here's what I've learned in the past couple of months, and then I'll go deeper into each lesson, right? First of all, ready is a complete lie. You are never ready for anything. Get over that. Second of all, you don't have to do everything yourself or alone. Third, you need to surround yourself with people that have done what you want to do and learn from them or people that are trying to do what you want to do. It doesn't matter if it's a different sector, but that they have those goals in mind. Number four, which kind of comes into play with the previous, don't seek advice from people that have failed or that have never done what you want to do because that is just a recipe for failure. Number four is invest in yourself. Buy courses, buy ebooks, buy whatever it is you want. Learn. Whatever you don't know, learn. Um, and I think that is basically maybe it. Once I go into these deeper, I might find more out. So might not remember them in the correct order, but I'm still going to go with it. So number one, ready is a lie. So I took a course called KBB. If you don't know it, it's Dean Graziosi, Tony Robbins. They basically share with you how to create your own course, how to create a mastermind, which is what they call And, you know, it's all about mindset. It's all about marketing strategies. It's all about the logistics. Very, very cool course. But after taking it, I realized so many things about myself. First of all, being ready is a lie. Why is it a lie? If it's been holding you back at some point and you're like, oh my God, I cannot open my own consultancy. I can't open this. I can't do that. I can't create my fashion line. I can't create my own perfume, whatever it is, because insert excuse here. That is always going to hold you back because there's always going to be a new excuse for you. You might have the experience, but then you're going to say, oh, but I don't have the contact. You might have the contacts, but you might say, oh, I don't have the money, you know? And so that's the main reason that I learned. You're never ready for anything. You just have to bet on yourself, go and try. And if you don't try, you're never going to know what's going to happen. Also, coming into this is failure isn't meant to be negative. Because, and this is what's taken me so long to learn, and I'm still learning with it and, you know, trying to improve and change my mentality surrounding it, but you can never fail because failure only means learning. 
if you fail at something, if you launch a company and it doesn't work, it's not all that negative. You know why? Because you're going to know what you did wrong and what didn't work so that for the next one, you're going to do everything right. Whatever kind of failure, quote unquote, you have, just consider it as a learning experience. It was not a failure. It was a first attempt. You're going to learn something from it. You're going to improve. You're going to make it better. And the next one's going to be better. And the next one's going to be better. And, you know, so on and so forth. Failure doesn't exist. It's literally a learning opportunity. And ready also doesn't exist because you're never going to be ready. You can be 60 years old, have all the experience, all of the money, and you're still going to say, oh, but maybe no one will buy it, right? So literally just bet on yourself and see what happens. And, you know, worst case... When there's a will, there's a way. If you need money, you'll find investors. You'll find a way. You'll, you know, work a nine-to-five job while you launch your company. There's always, always, always a reason. Always a way, sorry. So, number three, you don't have to do everything alone. Oh my god, the number of times I've said, oh, I have to build a website. I have to do this. I have to do that. And I've been so overwhelmed by the I have to's. I've actually learned and I'm trying to invest and starting actually to invest in outsourcing. That is, I think, the number one tip I can give absolutely anyone at no matter what point, outsource as much as you can. That way you can have time to focus on what you want to do. You can have time and mental energy because that is the most important thing. Mental energy to do whatever it is you want to do. So let's say you want to launch a podcast. You can definitely find someone, outsource, maybe do an exchange, like a bartering system where you exchange your services for somebody to edit your podcast. Maybe instead of buying a bag or buying a trip or whatever it is that you want to do, invest in somebody helping you edit the podcast or something like that. Because when doing that, you're going to have way much more time to focus on the actual content and, you know, the marketing strategy and everything, and you can just outsource. Let's say you want to start a business. You don't have a website. You don't have this. You don't have that. You can definitely find people out there that are just starting as well as you. You can offer, again, a bartering system, or you can say, hey, I'll give you a testimonial and X amount of money. I don't have large amounts because I'm just starting, but I would happily talk to people about what you're doing for me, etc. You can come to an arrangement, and so You'll have a website and they'll have whatever service you're offering or whatever bartering system you're offering. Anything is possible, but you you can't. Like, it's not that you don't have to. It's that you literally physically cannot do every single thing yourself because you're just going to burn out. You're going to burn out. You're going to be stressed and you're going to be like, oh my God, I don't want to do this without even starting. So I think that is top three lessons I've learned so far. Number four is... Surround yourself with people that have done what you've done already or that want to do the same thing. The reason why I say this is important is because you hype each other up. Here's my example. I obviously have a super supportive family. My mom, she's going to listen to this podcast because she always listens to it. She always gives me constructive criticism where she's like, I loved it. Do this, do that. I love her to death. But she, she and my dad, you know, they obviously grew up in this generation of you have to wait until you're 40, 50 or whatever to do your own thing. Entrepreneurism is not for everybody, you know, all those things. And so They do listen to what I have to say. They do listen to me saying or going on about, I have to do this, I have to do that, or what do you think? But they can't really give me a point of view from experience because I haven't done it, right? Same with my friends. I can tell them all about what I'm doing uh, for the podcast, for my business, for this, for that, and 
They can't really comment because they don't understand. They might say, oh, that's amazing, good luck, you're gonna do this, or hey, do you need any help, whatever it is. Not saying they're bad. I'm just saying you need to surround yourself at least with a group of people that understands what you're doing so you can ask them questions because collaboration is the key to do anything in life. Literally, it can be the dumbest questions you can ask. Like, I've literally messaged some of my entrepreneur friends and been like, do you think this word looks better placed here or there? And they're not going to think it's dumb. They're going to answer and they're going to actually tell me their opinions, which is nice because in the end, they're your target audience. Sure, they might not buy from you, but they are, you know, in the same thought process as the people that are going to be buying and they can give you an opinion of, I wouldn't buy this, but if you changed this, I would buy it, right? So it's super, super important. You hype each other up, you give each other advice, you learn from each other. Everyone has different industries. So like me, for example, I'm a branding coach. But some of my friends might be health coaches or business coaches or mindset mentors or whatever it is. And so I can go to them and say, hey, this is what I'm dealing with right now. Do you have any tips? Do you have any advice? And they'll come and counter with the same situation. They'll be like, hey, I'm creating my branding. I don't know what to do. What do you think about this? What should I do with my colors? What should I do with whatever? And so it's very amazing. It's super amazing to have a community of people like that where you can just go to and they won't judge. They'll give you advice. They'll help you. And it's just like, it makes you feel better because you don't feel like you're the only one doing it and nobody understands you and you're not completely lost in the world because I guarantee you, you already feel that way every single day when launching your business at first because you're like, oh my god, what are people going to think? What if it doesn't work? What if blah, blah, blah. So you don't need people around you saying the same things to you that you're saying to yourself. And it also creates, you know, this like spirit of you're all in it together. If you help each other succeed, you all succeed, right? That's, that's really amazing. The next one, which I think we're at number five, I hope I'm really bad at forgetting what I say, counting things. So bear with me. So number five is don't take advice from people that have failed and quit or that haven't dared to do it. Basically, just don't take advice from people that are not doing what you want to do or have not done what you want to do because obviously they're talking about their experience, right? The easiest way I can explain this point to you guys is as follows. So let's say you want to launch a clothing brand. So you want to launch a clothing brand. You have a really cool concept. You have maybe a cool manufacturer that you found that are doing it for a decent priced amount. You have literally everything. And then you go to this one friend that you know created a brand at one point, but they quit, it failed, it didn't work out, whatever. And then they went back into doing whatever they were doing or into a corporate job, right? So you go to them and you're like, hey, um, can you tell me your experience? Like what happened and what should I do about this? How did you do that? And then let's say they go and they say, oh, that's a really bad idea. It's never going to work out because the market sucks. Just see what happened to me. And I would definitely not encourage you to do this. Change directions, do something else, get out of the game, keep working. So if you hear that, you're going to get super discouraged and you're going to say, oh, well, I mean, yeah, this person sucked, so probably I'm going to suck as well. Because we, as people, tend to look for a validation of our thoughts. Which is really dangerous, because literally, mindset, and I have said this for a while, 
in all my channels and to whoever will listen, mindset is make it or break it for you and whatever thing you do. It doesn't need to be business. It can be a sports game, whatever it is. If you don't believe in it, if you don't believe in yourself, you're screwed. But back to the point, we always look for someone to validate our negative thoughts. So easier explanation. Let's say you're out with a friend, you're shopping, you're trying something on, you look in the mirror and you think to yourself, oh my god, I look fat in this, oh my god, this color sucks, oh my god, whatever thing that's going through your mind. You go out and you show your friend and you say, oh, doesn't this look bad on me? Like, I feel like this is, you know, showing my whatever thigh, showing my arm, showing whatever it is that you're insecure about, which entirely different topic you shouldn't be insecure about, but I get it, we've all been there. And then your friend goes, oh yeah, I think you're right, definitely don't get it. Because we're looking for that, right? We're not used to people saying, oh my god, no, it's amazing. People usually agree with you and we always look for that. So if you find someone that has failed, quote unquote, and I only call it failed because they let that get to them and they didn't keep trying and they were just like, oh yeah, so this didn't happen. So I was right, I suck, I'm gonna do something else. So if you go to these people, you're going to be firstly discouraged and you're not going to have an accurate representation because they did not learn from the experience, they didn't move forward, they didn't try to change what didn't work, they just gave into, oh, I suck, this is not going to work, everyone said it wasn't going to work, and well, it's right, so I'm moving on. But instead, if you go to someone that had a couple of businesses or one that didn't work and then went on to create great brand, great product, whatever. And you go to them and you say, hey, I don't know what to do. I feel like quitting. This is not working, whatever. What can you give me of advice? And they say, okay, maybe this specific thing that you're doing doesn't work. You should try this. Or maybe stop focusing on this. Maybe do that instead. If you listen to that, you're going to be, and you're going to feel more motivated to continue. And you're going to say, hey, this person did it. I sure as hell can do it. Like, why couldn't I? And it's just, you know, an entirely different experience. So if you're looking to start a business, if you're looking to do something, these are, I think, my five most important tips to you having gone through the experience. And also, last one, which is the last one I'm going to talk about for today's episode, is investing in yourself. So you sometimes think you need to know everything to start a business, but it is 100% not true. The greatest minds out there, Oprah, you know, Tony Robbins, you know, Richard Branson. I'm sure at one point before starting, he also didn't know what he was doing, but he sought out mentors that had done it. He sought out people that could help him. He sought out maybe a book, a course, or whatever it is to help him hone in on the knowledge he didn't have. And that is also something you guys need to know. Being an entrepreneur requires investing in yourself. You're never going to know everything. You might be good at something, but there's obviously someone that is better at a specific area of your knowledge. And it's not looking at it as, oh my God, I don't know anything. I suck. It's at, okay, what can I improve and how can I improve? You have to always be open to constantly learning about things, updating your knowledge, whatever it is. And I've literally heard from a lot of people like, I have this one friend who I think has been in business for a year, maybe. She was like, I have spent over $10,000 of investment in, you know, like courses, ebooks, whatever, in learning. And I don't regret a single cent because it's brought me to where I am today. And it has brought me to learn so many different things that have helped me in my business. 
So I'm not saying you have to invest $10,000. If you can and have the money, that is great for you. If you don't have the money, even if you invest in a little ebook here, a little ebook there, a short course, or, you know, a masterclass or a live event, you know, there are events that cost like $30, whatever, and you go and you hear these very successful people talk about what they've done, how they've done it. Obviously not in corona times, but there are virtual events that you can attend. But my point being, whatever amount it is you can invest in, you can definitely find something that will help you. And the difference between successful entrepreneurs and not successful entrepreneurs, besides following all of these previous steps, that is not me that has said it. There's a lot of people that have said it, but it's based on my experience, is the people that are willing to keep constantly learning and investing in things that help them help their clients because the ultimate goal is not only for yourself but it's for you to be able to pass the knowledge on to your clients in whatever you're doing or express it in your business so that your clients can appreciate it. So I hope you guys have found this episode interesting. I know it's a bit different to what I usually do because I always talk about, you know, like lifestyle. I talk about like my feelings, who, which is very curious for me because I've never been much of a feelings person, but I think you know me better than most of the people know me. Or actually, my friends have been listening to this, so you probably all know me equal amount. But I know I usually do things differently, but I thought I have to find a way to merge my two lives or my two different facets because I am an entrepreneur. I am, you know, a business owner. I am a branding coach. I help millennial entrepreneurs find, you know, confidence and create their brand voice and identity. I'm working on a course. So I have all these things, but I've never talked to you guys about it because I didn't feel it was appropriate for the channel. But if I'm leaving two different lives and I'm not really being authentic or, you know, it might seem like I'm hiding a part of myself, which I definitely am not. I just wanted to find like the appropriate topics. Obviously, I started this only two months ago. So now I'm going to be talking about way more different things. I'm going to be bringing you into my dating life. I'm going to be telling you about past failed experiences so you can laugh along with me. I'm going to be telling you about, you know, things I've learned so far. So this was part one of the business one. I'm going to do part two in a couple of weeks. I'm also going to talk to you about what it's like living in Paris. I'm going to talk to you about, you know, like all of these different things mixed in with all of the guests that I'm going to have. So to make this, you know, like holistic, which is a very scary word for people. But basically for me, holistic means it encompasses everything. So you can expect interesting things to come in the next weeks. And also... If you don't already know, I have an Instagram TV channel where I release an extra episode a week. It is in video format, so you can see my face and my guest's face and our reactions in, I'm going to say real time, even though it's not filmed live. But you can see our reactions, our expressions, and we cover a whole array of different topics. They're super cool. I have up to date, I think, five episodes. They come out every Friday, so if you want to listen to that, go into my Instagram page, at Pretty Sure Podcast. Give us a follow, comment, like, tell us your thoughts. I really would love to hear from you guys. I know I repeat it every single episode, but I really thrive on people telling me what they want to listen to, what's not correct, what they're missing, you know, just 
talk to me. I love talking to you guys. I obviously started this to talk to you (laughs) and for you guys to listen. So yeah, that's all I have to say for this episode. I hope you guys are staying safe. You are healthy, enjoying life as much as can be after quarantine. And yeah, I'm sending you just lots of love and I'll see you guys next week. Peace out, everybody.